This is NPR's All Things Considered. Governor Andrew Cuomo concluded a grueling three-hour press conference where he apologized for not having a chance to address the Attorney General's finding that multiple sexual harassment allegations against him were credible. Instead, Governor Cuomo told reporters that he really wanted to focus on the great news about New York's new $20 minimum wage. Governor Cuomo also noted that $800 COVID relief checks will be mailed out to every New York resident later this afternoon. Marijuana will be available for sale in stores by sundown. And new parents will enjoy a generous maternity and paternity leave package that he just signed into effect. New York no longer has some of the highest real estate taxes in the country. They're being cut 50%. The New York City Metropolitan Transit Authority is finally getting a $4 billion upgrade, no strings attached. All state colleges are tuition-free now. And upstate gun owners have been told that restrictions put into place in 2013 have been reevaluated. Every Friday, residents can enjoy a free foot-long sandwich from any New York subway restaurant courtesy of the governor. And speed limits throughout the state have been raised by 20 miles per hour. All citizens are now eligible for Cuomo care coverage from cradle to grave, and anyone who lost an elderly loved one to COVID is now entitled to a compensation package of $20,000. We'll continue with more coverage of the governor's new proclamations and throw in some stuff about systemic racism. But first, questionable material with Jack and Brian. You're listening to Questionable Material, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. Mixed messages. Hi, um, I was wondering what... (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I was wow. Uh, what's funny? Uh, I was I was watching this um this show on on Netflix. Oh, um yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, that's rude. I, I didn't I didn't expect someone to pick up so quickly. Yeah. Well, that's me. I'm here to to pick up the phone and hang it up whenever I need to. That, that's great. That's, it sounds like your business has everything I'm looking for. Yep. Um, we've so, got mixed messages. Yeah, so 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 tell me a little bit about what it is you do before I spend my money there. Well, I mean, we sell mixed messages. Uh, right now, we have a sale. Oh, great! I love sales. So it's a Confederate flag mm-hmm. on one side. Yep. And a Black Panther flag on the other side. Oh, that's definitely a pretty strong mixed message. Yeah. So depending on the way the wind's blowing, you're a different kind of racist. <laughs> Uh, see, I, I would, I'm, I'm always sort of caught in between. Like for my racism personally, this, uh, this is just me. I don't speak for my family, but my racism sort of comes and goes. It, it sort of, it can blow with the wind, <laughs> sort of like your flag would. Yep. So th- this would be something that's really helpful to me. And we've got another flag. It's a big oh, I, I, 12 foot uh, by 20 foot American flag. Yeah, I, 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 I love America. Uh-oh. And stamped on it is made in China. So you can express your patriotism as well as your love of cheap things made with slave labor. Boy, now now those are two things that I I actually do love. So that's, that's an easy, so, so put me down for two of those. Okay. Very good. So so put those in my cart as you will. They're in your cart. Okay, great. Um, Yeah. I have a feeling most uh, American flags probably have that mixed message already baked in. If you looked closely. But I was, I'll still take two. Um, well, that's that's fantastic. So your flag wear is top of the line. This this is even better than I thought. Um, 
Do you do like sort of outgoing uh, voicemail messages? Yes, I absolutely do. So, you know, what, what sort of, because, you know, I, I like to keep people on their toes. What, what sort of uh, message could you do for me? That would be a really strong mixed message. Well, what is your name? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Well, I would do like, hi, uh, my name is Jeffrey or hi, you've reached Jeffrey. Your call is extremely important to me. So please uh -huh. leave a message after the beep and I will return your call as soon as possible. And then it says mailbox full, no further messages accepted. Yeah, that's a mixed message that sort of shows that maybe the call isn't that important. It's like, yeah, your call's really important, but not important enough that I've emptied my mailbox. Right. Because I haven't been checking my messages. So what is it? It's a mixed message. So in case my, uh, my mailbox is empty, will you fill it up for me? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We okay, have a variety. Great. I have a, a whole group of people uh, who will just call and leave you messages until your mailbox is full. Oh, tell me about these folks. Well, I lured them here with the promise of a new life. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That seems like a mixed, a possible mixed message. This also might be a criminal uh, enterprise. So tell me more about this. Well, that's why I got to be very careful what I tell you. Okay. All I'm going to say is they work out of a basement mm -hmm. that has a very strong iron door mm -hmm. that only I or the person who lives there can access. Okay. There's a food slot. Hmm. There's a defecation okay. room. And so they, they do have all the requirements to live. Of course, mm -hmm. it's slightly heated. Mm -hmm. Hmm. They have blankets. This sounds like a Holiday Inn Express. You're correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all the telltale signs. Oh, I'm so happy I got that one right. Yeah, no. Well, welcome. Um, so, uh, any who's, as we say. <laughs> at, at Holiday Inn Express. At Holiday Inn Express. Can I put anything else in your cart? Well, but first of all, I, I just want to say for the people that you lured to your, your, uh, your dungeon, I think you actually held your end of the bargain on this one. So don't let anyone, you gave them a new life. I promised them a new life and I delivered. I didn't say it would be a great one. Yeah. I said it would be a new one. And I can guarantee none of those people had been locked in a basement before. Okay, great. And forced to work grueling hours. Yeah. So it is a new experience for them. They may not enjoy it as much as they had anticipated. Maybe yep. they thought this country offered them more. Mm -hmm. But I have shown them that it doesn't necessarily offer them more. It really depends on who uh, you, you let smuggle you into the country. Right. How do you find the right person to smuggle you in the country? Just, just as a, I just would like to know before I, you know, continue to give you my money. Well, uh, there's an app called Coyote Match. Okay. And <laughs> what you do is you scroll through the coyotes. And if you swipe right on a coyote and that coyote swipes right on you, you are a match. Okay. And then you can arrange to meet, you know, maybe hundred miles south of El Paso or wherever you mm -hmm. feel like crossing the border. Yeah, we have our, we have our locations. Oh, so this is, you're, you're in this business as well. Well, yes, because I love this country, but I also love smuggling people into it. So it's a mixed message, isn't it? That's such a mixed message. I love breaking so the rules. Brand. Yeah. I love the second amendment, but I would prefer you didn't have a gun. Wow. 
My gosh, you're good. No wonder you've got such high ratings on Yelp. Yeah. The, um, well, I mean, that's the other thing is when we have customers, we really advise them to review us on Yelp Mm -hmm. and we encourage them uh, to give us a five-star review. Yep. And if they don't give us a five-star review, they will start getting a lot of phone calls by people with Latin American accents shouting at them and threatening them. This is great. That I'm trying to figure out if that's a mixed message. That just feels intimidating or threatening. Well, it's interesting because Marina is from El Salvador and she has a mm-hmm. very sweet voice. Oh. But she's also saying things in a very animated uh, Spanish language. Sure. And if you don't speak Spanish, all you hear is this sense of urgency and perhaps the potential for violence. But mm-hmm. it sounds like a sweet, sweet Catholic woman from El Salvador. Absolutely. Marina. Marina. You can find her in the defecation room. Well, uh, she used her three minutes yesterday, so she has a day off. Well, gosh, I mean, I, you've, you've got my, not only my business, but my respect, sir. What a, what a jerk. Jack, you want to hear a true story? I'd love to hear a true story. True stories are rare on this podcast, but they do happen. Yeah, well, this one's about a celebrity, Jack, who took an interest in moi. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Then allow me to tell you the story of me and Jim Neighbors. Whoa, I didn't know we were going so A-list here. Jim Neighbors tried to pick you up? Yes. What, for people who don't know, very quickly, for, for uh, you know, for, for those kids under 80, why don't you tell people who Jim Neighbors is? Now, he was a very famous um, TV actor. That's right. And a singer. He was, uh, I guess, famous for Gomer Pyle. That's right. That's his big one. And a couple of other TV shows back in the day. Okay. And I was at an airport and I think it was St. Louis because I think at the time my stepmother had, was a flight attendant for TWA. Okay. And so we would fly. I, I got they had these things called triple E passes that let you fly for free. Yep. Stand by. Yep. They were great. And I was sitting there and then this gentleman sits across from me and he, he looks very familiar and he says, yeah, can I, may I sit here? I'm like, sure. And he sits across. And so I'm in college at this time. And, uh, and he sits across from me and, and then he starts talking to me and he's an older gentleman. He looks very mm-hmm. familiar to me. And then we start talking about, uh, what I, you know, I was in college and what I was studying, which was film. And he's like, Oh, film. Blah, blah. And then uh, he's like, I worked in film. Tell-. I'm like, Oh, and then he, he told me who he was. I'm like, Oh, of course. Yeah. And, um, and he was talking about, I remember him saying the fire in the belly. He's got the fire in the belly. That, that's what oh. he moved out to LA cause he had the fire in the belly. And we're just chatting and chatting. And then he said he was, he sings at the Indianapolis 500. Okay. I think he would sing the national anthem. He told me, and then he was going from there. Cause I told him I was going back home to Boston and he said, Oh, I'm going to Boston. I'm going to be uh, on a cruise ship. Like, I guess singing on a cruise ship or something. And I was like, Oh, cool. He's like, would you like to, to come on the ship? Oh my and God. And I, I was like, I don't know. Oh, that's kind of cool. And I just, me being oblivious. And so, and he's, so he's basically, he, he invited me to come on the cruise ship as his guest. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That sounds kind of cool. I'm like, and then, so I, I go home, I, I go to the payphone later and I call my dad and uh, I'm like, dad, did, did you know the actor, Jim Neighbors? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I, you know, he, uh, he invited me onto his cruise ship <laughs> as his guest. And he's like, Brian, Brian. And then he starts, he's like, 
Um, I don't know if you understand what's going on here. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, silly, naive me. It was like, oh, so it was a great cruise. Yeah. yeah the- <laughs> wow. But a nice guy. That's what you get for dressing like such a whore at the airport. That's right. I had my miniskirt on. Yeah. My gosh. Now, now, of course, that's not the first celebrity that's tried to pick you up in, in some really interesting and crazy places and crazy ways. Right. Now, you told me once that, um, and, and this was a big one, that Oprah Winfrey and Gail King walked up to you someplace once and and then all hell broke loose. Did, tell us about what happened. I mean, it's, it's a remarkable story. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was, yeah. I, I, let me just refresh myself here. Uh yeah. So yeah, I'm sitting there. It was, I was just enjoying, I was a little pizzeria called Raul's mm-hmm. in Greenwich village. And I was sitting outside mm-hmm. on this, on the, uh, on the table outside and just eating. And then I just feel these hands in the, from behind go into my hair. And I just hear these women saying, I love your hair. I love your hair. Uh-huh. And I turn around and it's, it's Oprah Winfrey and Gail King. No kidding. Yeah. And I, I recognized both. I was like, oh my goodness. And I, I said, I, well, thank you very much. And they said, and they, they said, do you mind if we continue to stroke your hair? And I said, no, it's quite mm-hmm. nice. And it's a nice way to enjoy my pizza. And Man. so I ate my pizza and they were stroking my hair. And then a lot of people started to gather and, and take right. photos. They're very recognizable uh, celebrities. And they were taking Absolutely. photos of them. And, and then Oprah just whispered into my ear and she said, uh, why don't we go someplace more private? Okay. And so I said, oh, okay. I just, and so I kind of, I, I hurried up and I, I ate my pizza yeah. ra- very rapidly, which of course it burnt the roof of my mouth. Oh, that's, that's so, the, that's definitely the takeaway of the story. Go yeah. ahead. So I was, so the roof of my mouth was burnt, but uh, so <sighs> she summoned her driver, a car pulled over and we got into the limousine. And, uh, and I didn't know where we were going. I just, they just said we, they wanted to get away from the crowds and I totally understood. And then, I mean, next thing I know, these women had their hands up my shirt and rubbing all over me. And they said, you know, you, you are exactly what we've been looking for. <laughs> That's weird. And I said, what do you mean? They said, well, we've started a new TV show. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. On the O network. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess this was the pilot episode. It was called Hump Hunt. And so the, the premise of the show was that uh, Oprah Winfrey and Gail King would, would go out and about and then just find someone. And then they would look at each other and they would, they would do like a patty cake kind of thing. And then it, they would say hump hunt. And then they would like charge up and, and then start attacking the gentleman. And I happened to be the first gentleman. Oh my gosh. And it was a, so flattering. It was very memorable. It was a, it was a really fascinating time. I, you know, I, it w- I was embarrassed. It was a lot of bright lights, mm-hmm. several cameras, mm-hmm. and they they came from all angles, and so did the ladies. And it was like it was it was completely it was unusual for me. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm not used to oh. I'm not used to being uh, recorded, uh, you know, sleeping with or having uh, sexual relations with people. I'm not used to multiple people standing around the room clapping and and uh, taking notes and reshooting different angles when things didn't work out. Huh. Oprah threw her back out at one point and you had to take a 20 minute break. And then, but you know, they had fluffers. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so when the two of them were making love, what were you doing? 
Well, um, I'm addicted to uh, Clash Royale. It's a, it's a video game. Yes. And so I was course. just, I was, I was playing that, but I would look over every once in a while to give them a thumbs up. Oh, good. You know, they're, they're I, very, you know, they're very, inv- they weren't, they didn't really need me. No. They're very engaged lovers. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, then I, I, I left, you know, at the end of the day, I, I had my hump hunt medal <laughs> and I have it on my wall. Oh, you know, I've always meant to ask you what that medal was. Cause it certainly is a memorable, memorable thing to see when you come to the sack household. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people have asked and I'm happy to tell the story. Um, and you know, it's, it's one of the perks of having, uh, my silver here is that these, these women, especially Gail King and, and Oprah Winfrey are just drawn to it. Yeah. Boy, that's, that is something else. Um, now I don't want to embarrass you because mm-hmm. that's, that's not something I'd like to do, but no. you said that you were once picked up by, um, this is difficult to talk about because you know, it's a national security issue, but, uh, former president Jimmy Carter. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and that, and that somehow, and just tell us everything you can, because there were national security implications to this. So wait, t- tell us what happened. Uh, so I was at uh, the Price Chopper grocery store. <laughs> and I was in the bulk food section. Uh-huh. And there were peanuts there and I was scooping the peanuts. And, and then I hear this voice behind me saying, that, I can get you those peanuts for, for a much better price. Mm-hmm. And I turned around and was like, oh my God, it's, it's former president Jimmy Carter who lost in a landslide. Uh, and I just, and I, and I said that out loud and then he kind of winced and I said, I didn't mean anything by that. And he's like, well, I build houses now. I'm, I build a lot of houses for people. And I was like, no, that's very noble. I just, I just was recalling that you lost in a landslide. He said, please, please stop saying that mister. And, and then, uh, but he said, listen, he's, you know, he can get me a good deal on peanuts. Yep. Uh, maybe we can, you know, work something out. And he, and he said, yep. he said, barter, you want to barter? And he just kind of looked at me uh-huh. and, and it was kind of this weird look. And then he, he reached down and he kind of squeezed his, his crotch, oh my which is, I guess, like a, a signal. Uh-huh. I've seen that before when I've been in the ramble in Central Park. Right. A gentleman will stand Jeez. out of the bush and, and then he'll, you know, grab his crotch and I'll grab my crotch and. Um, and then I keep going, which I think confuses them. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh my God. That's crazy that that's a real thing, that part. But the secret service, um, whisked me away. Yep. And, uh, and Jimmy Carter and I had a wonderful weekend <laughs> at his ranch. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Uh, we, did, did he ever use that, the, that line, uh, Hey Brian, what do you think of these nuts? Um, it's, it's funny you say that. He said, you know, I was, he was showing me through his peanut fields and we were pulling up the peanut trees out of the bushes. You know, you pull them out of the ground and you'd hold up mm-hmm. the peanuts and, and he would keep mm-hmm. doing that. And he just kept saying, you think these are big? <laughs> and then, and then, and it, it's true. They're, they're tiny in comparison. Yeah. I think, you know, if they had focused more on that during the, the reelection <laughs> bid, they might have, they might've won. Right. He might not have been defeated in the landslide. And I said that as much. I, I said that again. Oh, that must have hurt. Yeah. He, he, he asked me to say, that's pretty much when the secret service said, okay, you're, you're done. You're out of here. Boy. I mean, Jimmy Carter was so committed to inflation that it, it's, it went all the way down to his scrotum. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. That's, that's where the inspiration came from. Oh, so when he took office in like 1977, <laughs> 
he had growing things on his mind. Yeah. He's like, I want everything to be big. Inflation, gas crisis, hostage crisis. I want everything big, 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 big. You know, you may disagree with him politically, but you got to love a dreamer. It's, it's always nice to spend time with an ex-president. You learn so many things. That's so cool. Um, and, and then the, the last one that I, you know, people are going to be kind of excited about this because she's considered to be the best actor, actress, uh, maybe to ever live. And that's of course, Meryl Streep. Yes. Meryl Streep, you said came at you hot and hard. Yeah. She was like hyper aggressive. Tell us real quickly that story and then we can move on. Yeah. I was at a, uh, Home Depot Mm -hmm. and I was looking, I was just looking for like a trash, trash can, uh, just something that goes inside the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something simple. And then uh, there was a woman next to me and uh, she was, she was eyeing a pullout drawer for her, the kitchen or something. I guess apparently she's a very, she's a, a, a kind of a do it yourselfer when she's not performing. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, and she, I looked at her, we made eye contact and uh, I said, Oh, you, I'm sorry. You look very familiar to me. And she's like, well, I've, I've been in a few films and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't want to be weird. I wanted to give her her space. Yeah. And then uh, she goes, Perhaps you've seen them. And I said, uh, maybe which one? And she said, the one where the lady has to make a tough decision. And, and I was like, oh, the devil wears Prada. <laughs> and she said, uh, yeah, that's one of them. And I said, oh, that was a, that was a fun movie. I really liked it. And, uh, and then she goes, well, if you like my movies, you'd probably like me. And I was like, well, I mean, maybe. And she goes, have you ever had a street tease? <laughs> and I said, uh, no, I, I haven't. Uh, and then she just, she takes out this little Bluetooth speaker, mm-hmm. uh, presses play on it, and it starts playing uh, the, the burlesque music. What? And then there she is. She just slowly starts undressing. Uh, she takes off her, she had a coat on, it was winter, so she takes off her coat and drops that on the floor. And then, you know, making eye contact the whole time. Dun, 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 dun. And then slowly unbuttoning. And next thing I know, she's, she's buck naked. Now people have started to gather and they're <laughs> taking pictures. Yeah, I would imagine. And so, so she sees, she says to me, we need to get out of here and go mm-hmm. someplace private. And I said, sure. And then sure enough, uh, Oprah Winfrey's limousine pulls up outside the Home Depot and we run inside <laughs> and I introduced her to Oprah and Gail. She'd met them before. Yeah, I would they're imagine. all good friends, but that's how I got my second medal. <laughs> Wait a minute, was this like a reunion episode or like the tenth anniversary of Hump Hunt? No, it was the second episode. <laughs> Boy, they, those chicks were really into you. They really loved the hair, man. That's weird for your second episode to have Meryl Streep stripping doing a street tease in a Home Depot that I'm just going to say that feels like a weird second episode of a TV show. Oh my God. Her agent was like, no, 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 do not do this. Do not do this. And she says, it's my choice. (laughs) (laughs) So Brian, happy president Obama's 60th birthday to you. Happy president Obama's 60th birthday to you, Jack. Oh gosh. Thank you. I, I didn't get you anything. I didn't get you anything, but I did get a card which I will put in the mail. It says it's from somebody else, but it's really from me. Oh, who does it say it's from? MasterCard. <laughs> That's why I, I get one of those uh, letters like 
about once a month. This is an actual MasterCard, Jack, and I need you to set it aside and I will pick it up the next time I see you in person. Oh, okay. Uh, it, and it has your name on it? No, it says Tyson Griggs. Why does it say Tyson Griggs? Because that is the gentleman whose identity I have stolen. Oh, God, I didn't know you were into this. You know what? I wasn't until I saw that it was lucrative and that getting caught uh, was was quite difficult. And I thought, well, there's something that I can do in my spare time is, is uh, steal identities. Wow. And so this Tyson Griggs is a real person. It is a real person. And <laughs> it's great because, you know, it's it's really fun to have a meal uh, that somebody else who's elderly and lives in California paid for. Yeah. And that sort of is the dream situation right there. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it, it tastes sweeter when it's paid for by a widower. Oh, so, so Mrs. Griggs didn't make it? Uh, she did not uh, make it. She, uh, she passed away a few years ago. I learned from talking to Tyson. Uh, he was sweet enough to give me her social security number. I have opened a line of credit. Uh, with her name, her, her her death has not yet uh, made it to the the bank. I guess they don't. They're, not, they're yeah. unaware that Edna Griggs uh, is no longer with us. Oh my gosh! Yes, but I'm building a lovely new addition on the house, <laughs> and I'm very excited. It's really great, and I think Tyson would love it if he ever saw it, which he won't. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, of course he won't. That's well, that's a shame. Did uh, who did Edna vote for this year? It's funny. She voted for the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. No, she's great. And when did Edna die? She died uh, four years ago. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that feels like um, election fraud is kind of what that feels like. Well, that was something I dabbled in, but it's not as lucrative as stealing identities, Jack. So if you want to make the bucks, I would suggest scamming older folks and not just uh, voting randomly for people. Do you ever stop teaching? It's actually part of my community service, Jack, is to teach. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So the, the settlement was I had to to teach. I had to. I have eight hundred hours of of teaching to do. I think I'm up to four hundred and twelve. Uh, they didn't specify what I had to teach, and so I decided to teach people uh, life skills. I call them. Well, that's. That's fantastic. You're fine. If you if you need a like a, a recommendation for your for your PO, just let me know. Thank you very much. Of course. So uh, let's get back to President Obama's uh, birthday, which, of course, was yesterday on August 4th. Um, a lot of um, a lot was made of what a big shindig it was supposed to be out on Martha's Vineyard. 700 people there. Mm -hmm. The aforementioned Oprah Winfrey mm -hmm. was going to be there. Steven Spielberg, George Clooney, um, you know, all the um, all the sort of moderate Republicans like those guys. What? Um, but, I, you know, I was sort of want to talk about the. All the things, because you know, there was a lot of heat given because it was sort of like seen as a big super spreader event. Like it, it was mm -hmm. a irresponsible thing to do in the times of COVID to have mm -hmm. such a giant uh, bash full of people. Mm -hmm. And I was just sort of wondering if you could talk about some of the birthday festivities that um, that were planned for President Obama's birthday. Yeah, well, there was a lot of stuff. There was, um, they had games, of course. You know, they wanted people to have fun. Yeah. Uh, there, was a, there was a pin the vaccine on the unvaccinated. And so what they would do is they would bring in a yokel uh, yeah. and they would blindfold somebody and give them a syringe. And then the person would just kind of blindly, you know, stab in the air. And eventually in the room full of yokels, they would get somebody. Wow. And they'd hear a yelp. And as soon as you hear the yelp, you push it in. 
And then they would, they would, everybody would high five and they'd hand the guy his, his uh, vaccination card. He was, he was one oh dose. Gosh. In. Yeah. Wow. And is this part of Obamacare? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the things that, that was slipped in there. Uh, huh. And there'll be a new, uh, that and the new aircraft carrier, the USS Obama. <laughs> as part of Obamacare? Yeah. I mean, you know, these bills are huge. And, uh, and as uh, Ms. Pelosi had said, uh, you know, you have to pass it before you can actually read the bill. So there's no, that a makes sense. lot of things in that bill uh, that are just coming to light now. Um, there's a grants to the, the space station, the, US, uh, the International Space Station of Social Justice. Um, it's, it's what? yeah, there's so many things in that bill. What, what, what is that space station thing? It's just the, the ISS OSJ. It's a, it's a $12 billion, a space station. Okay. Uh, and it will specialize in uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, mm -hmm. but in space. Oh, Okay. Now, is this because I, I keep seeing in the news that there's a space station up there where a bunch of unqualified people keep uh, opening the airlock and dying. Is this is that the one I'm, they're talking about? Yes. Yeah, that's one of the issues with the, the equity thing is when you lower the barriers to to getting into space, you do get people who are not savvy enough to know not to open the uh, the airlock. At an inopportune time, like when space is outside. <laughs> Huh. But well, on, a, on a bright note, uh, there's a, a diverse number of bodies now circling the planet. And they're frozen in time, Jack. That's really cool. Yeah, they will never decay. They will always have their shocked expressions. And they come from all walks of life. <laughs> That's great. And when they sort of, uh, you know, re-enter the atmosphere and, and sort of come down as a, a big flaming pile of, of bone and meat, no one's going to know... You know, it's, it's colorblind. It's called, it's uh, charred flesh is charred flesh. Right. You know, and you, you don't, you know, you don't judge a person by their, their charred flesh. You, you judge them by the content of their bodily remains. <laughs> it's a really beautiful sentiment. So you can look at this steaming, a pile of you know, bone and stuff and just like, that was a good man or woman. Or, or they was. <laughs> Oh, now, now back to President Obama. You, you, you yes. keep, you keep letting me get off on these tangents. Yep. Um. So, okay, party game. That's really fun. Any other party games, or, or, or you know, what else was there to sort of entertain all of these uh, sort of fancy folk? They had Bruce Springsteen, Ooh. and Lizzo. <laughs> okay. And Lil Nas X. Uh huh. And Chumbawamba. They sang their hit. <laughs> so they had, they had about three and a half minutes of stage time. Yep. Seal was there. Uh, he ran. Oh, the, he's great. Yeah. No, he ran the buffet table. He was great. Oh. Yeah. The, uh, he's he's the, doing the roast beef and people were like, oh, this is fantastic, Seal. And he's like, I can sing too. And they're like, that's okay. <laughs> uh, so huge, huge, uh, mostly huge musical acts were there. Yeah. Michelle and the girls really gave him a, a big surprise at the party. You want to talk about that? Yeah, they didn't show. <laughs> well, that's a big surprise. Yeah, you should. He was looking around. He's like, I, I just want to thank you know, my wife for throwing this together. And and the, uh, there was like this murmur, murmur, murmur. And then it turns out she and the girls had gone out. They wanted to see 
uh, the new uh, A Quiet Place Part Two. <laughs> so they had gone Wait. to the Martha's Vineyard movie theater. <laughs> what What's even more upsetting about that is that movie's been out for like seven weeks. Yeah, and they'd already seen it once before. They just really liked it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So he was a little thrown. You could see like he was, you know, because he, he was sitting at the table and there were three empty seats right right, right next to him. And, and he just kept, everybody would come over and say hi. And he's just like, my wife should be right here. And my daughter should be right there. I, I don't huh. know what happened. And he, he would just look around and, uh, but, you know, George Soros would come over and rub his back and make him feel better. Aww. Yeah. That's nice. And then did Seal try and sit down next to him? He he actually, yeah, he came and he, he plopped right, down right next to uh, President Obama and said, you know, look, I'm the real SEAL team. And then Obama just looked at him and said, get out. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Boy, what a, what a, what a shindig this yeah, was. It sounded great. Uh, you know, a lot of fun was had by all, I was told, some great goodie bags. Oh, that's interesting. Tell us about the goodie bags. I, I love ending a party with a goodie bag. Yeah. Well, the goodie bags contained everything uh, you will need uh, for the next few months. So that was filled with masks and, okay, and signs saying, please wear a mask at all times. And uh, stickers saying, please stay six feet away from me again. And, <laughs> um, you know, and then, you know, cheerful things like, you know, we can do this. Let's make this happen. Right. And then little, a, a Fauci, a squeeze ball. It's a shaped like his head. But you can, it's no. just, you can you know, squeeze it when you feel stress or when you're angry that your company has reinstalled a, a mask policy. Right. Wow. That seems like a great. And did they also have a, um, a DVD box set of, uh, of, uh, hump hunt? You know, that, that was one of the things since Oprah was there, um, she did yeah. include a DVD box copy of, of hump hunt. Yes. Spring for the Blu-ray woman. Jeez. She just didn't want it. You know, it's a little extra expensive. And, you know, Oprah, she spends her money on things that are important to her. And Blu-ray is just not important to her. But what's important to her? My hair. <laughs> Loves it. Well, Brian, um, you know, thank you for illuminating us. That's, that's really exciting. Happy. And, and again, I just want to say happy Obama's 60th birthday. Happy Obama's 60th birthday to you, Jack. Jack. Yes, sir. I have potential sponsors. These are people who could pay us for doing their ads if yep. you can deliver the ads professionally, Jack. Okay. Okay. Now, this is standard fare. This is really standard fare on the radio. It's standard fare nowadays in podcasts. This is how people make their money so they can live their lives and do this as a job. And follow their dreams, Jack. Yes, I want to help us follow our dream. Yes, I want to help me get a yacht. I want to help that too. I want to help me make payments on my house. Great. So let's do this, Jack. If you can read these ads and, and get through them professionally, we're going to make some scratch, okay? I'm sending you one right now. Great. It's coming your way, Jack. This is going to be easy. Yeah. You say that, but we haven't had a ton of a success. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't like to think about the past. I just sort of, I'm like, I'm looking for, I'm sort of already spending that money in my head. Don't dwell on the past. That's the, the key to happiness, Jack. Turns out I'm not using the money uh, to pay down my house. What are you using it for? Cocaine. Oh. 
Uh, okay, but I am. Uh, I've just gotten it. Let me just read it ahead of time. Don't read like, it ahead of time. This is advertising, Jack. You need to get that copy read. Okay, uh, <clears throat> I didn't realize we're in a time crunch. Fine, it's a okay. time crunch. I'm going to read this. Yep, cold. Yep, okay. professional. Okay, tell me when. Take it away. Questionable material with Jack and Brian is brought to you by the Chris Cuomo Consultancy. Since last year, the Chris Cuomo Consultancy has helped prominent individuals with their public relations and crisis management. Founder Chris Cuomo brings his media savvy and know-how to the table. So if someone says you grabbed a lady's boobie during a hug or squished their bum during a hug or kept hugging a lady who didn't want to be hugged or kissed someone who didn't want to be kissed, the Chris Cuomo Consultancy can help you overcome those definitely false allegations and take back the narrative. Or he can tell his friends and coworkers not to cover the narrative. The Chris Cuomo Consultancy knows what to do. And come on, they're just ladies. It can't be that hard to beat them. Jeez. Chris can bench 210. <laughs> Those ladies are probably asking for it anyway. Okay, come on. 11 accusers, more like 11 liars. We'll get through this, bro. Just call the Chris Cuomo Consultancy today. The first consultation is free if you agree to watch CNN more and help boost their ratings. Uh, okay, well, sugar. <clears throat> I, first one's always rough, right? You know, you're just not in the advertising mood. You're not in the copy reading mood. Yeah, I mean, but it'd be great if I had it like a heads up that because like I don't want to say that these ladies deserved it or that um, that he should just beat them because he can bench 210. Like if I just got that, I would just decline it. That's uh, Chris Cuomo. That's the Chris Cuomo way, Jack. Okay. Uh, I'm sending you a second script. Just need to be professional. That's all we're asking. Right. Think of the eyes on the prize, Jack, the, the sponsored dollars. So I can't break it all. I can't. The, the second I, the money. The second you break, you lose the money. Oh, you know what? We lose the money, Jack, because this is a, a, a co-hosted podcast. Thank we you. We both I lose the money. It. Yeah, we both lose the money. Okay, <clears throat> uh, I'm ready. Take it away. All right. I've just opened it. Here we go. Questionable material with Jack and Brian is brought to you by Adderall. If your child is exhibiting youthful symptoms like having boundless energy, Put a stop to it immediately with Adderall. One 20 milligram tablet will tranquilize your beloved child for eight hours, allowing him to focus on staring at a wall and giving you peace of mind, knowing that he won't be doing all that annoying running around stuff so commonly associated with children. We know that running is dangerous and flitting from one subject to another is super annoying. That's why we created a pharmaceutical product for your children to enjoy their entire lives. Our special ingredient, love. And some chemicals that do a little brain magic and override your child's intolerable youthful impulses. When you see your child moving, remember that Adderall is here to help. Afraid your child won't qualify for an Adderall prescription? Don't you worry. We'll hook you up with a doctor and a diagnosis in minutes, guaranteed. There's no need for you to deal with energetic children a second more. Adderall. Ask your doctor or pharmacist if Adderall is right for your child. And if they say no, give them the finger and run out of the room shouting, wrong answer, snapperhead. Oh, sugar. Yeah, yeah that would be a good one. Those pharma people have a lot of bucks, you know? A lot of money. Like they could just, it's a rounding error and yeah. it could set our, ourselves up for life. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. Um, I had a lot of hope. And there. I love the product. I mean, I certainly am a believer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you do. You want to keep kids from being kids. You really do. All right. Damn. I just sent you a, a third potential sponsor. Sorry, Brian. Just, you know, professional is all we're asking. Professional. Okay. 
I'm sorry. Are you mad at me? Just can we get that out of the way? I'm not mad. I'm I'm disappointed. I uh, I'll be honest. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm not mad. All right. I just you know this yacht is further and further on the horizon, Jeff. Right. It's sailing away from me. It should be coming toward me. Right. Okay. I get it. I get it. Okay. I've just opened the the, the latest ad dollars. Here we come. Take it away. Questionable material with Jack and Brian is brought to you by Uncle Milt, who knows more than people with advanced degrees because he spent 12 minutes reading a blog post on the internet. Uncle Milt is an expert in all things and even possesses tons of top secret knowledge forwarded to him in email chains. Uncle Milt spends a lot of time on the internet, so you can count on him to know more than the average sheeple does. Is Barack Obama a secret Muslim? Uncle Milt knows the answer. Are UFOs real? Ask Uncle Milt. And don't get Uncle Milt's uh, don't get Uncle Milt started about George Soros. That guy's a real piece of work. Uncle Milt's patented "keep getting louder" method is guaranteed to get Uncle Milt <laughs> to get Uncle Milt's point across without spending time meddling with unnecessary data points. For all your answers, contact Uncle Milt, but not if you're vaccinated, because now you're a human magnet. Stay away from Uncle Milt, magnet people. <laughs> The rest of you are invited to visit UncleMilt.com, which still doesn't come up in Google rankings because the government and big tech don't want you to know the truth. Uncle Milt's tw- Twitter handle is at Milt11918932, and his Tinder handle is Lonely Chub. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you know, uh, there probably wasn't a lot of money in Uncle Milt, to be honest. I don't know. I, I could see him thinking, I, we could probably convince him that if he spent all of his money, just wipe out the whole inheritance for his, whatever his stupid kids are, we probably could have gotten it all. Well. I know I've let you down. Yep. And I've let the show down. You have. If I could just read him ahead of time. Nope. Okay. Review us and all that. And hey, be sure to check out Keith Malinak's podcast at the mic. Uh, this week they have a really uh, special uh, guest. I mean, I don't want to give it away. Is it somebody from Dawson's Creek? No, that's a really that's a fine guess. Probably next week he's going to have Joshua Jackson on. Uh, this week it's me. Oh wow! Yeah, Keith is a great. I mean, what a quality human being that guy is. Malinak. Malinak. Malinak listen and stuff yeah once you finish this i mean this has to be your priority yeah this first and now go listen to keith malignac's podcast well hold on hold on listen to this episode again yes you know write down some of your favorite lines sort of start like a you know try and get america like you know saying some of our catchphrases like you know um a hump hunt yeah then you know have a good healthy meal get some good sleep you know the delta variants out there and if you don't, your health is important. Vitamin but D. I do want you to stuff. Vitamin D. Go to GNC. So guys. Yeah. Go to GNC, get a membership so that you can buy some vitamin D and then get your car checked. Make sure your inspection sticker's up to date. Yep. But then you go but to. But then finally. Go to Keith Malignac's podcast. Well, mm, not before taking a nice long shower. That's right. You want to be clean when you listen to at the mic. And, and don't you deserve a little me time? You know what I do? You do. All right. I'm going to go talk to myself. Okay. Very good. And listen to Keith Malinek's podcast at the mic when you can. 
That was Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Watch our video clips on YouTube. Visit us at QMPodcast.com.